listening to Zap Night, a video game review podcast. Join your hosts as we review video games from all systems and all genres. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Zap Night. I'm your host, Danny. I'm your co-host, Kaylee. Kaylee, it is episode 100! It's episode 100! Can you believe we made it 100 episodes? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The math equals out to like eight years for our like normal um our normal schedule yeah but during the time that seth and evan was doing the podcast with us it doubled for a year so we are only on seven years but we have enough of eight like eight years yeah (laughs) but yeah so this is episode 100 it's been a long time coming guys i can't believe we've reviewed 100 video games at this point but like I I don't I guess I can because it's been seven years. Like in my opinion, we should have played a lot more than a hundred games, but it's not bad. I mean, it's kind of weird thinking about like I guess now it does seem like it's been a hot minute since we initially started when we yeah. were like baby podcast. Yep, yep. But yeah, it's hard to believe that it's hard. It's weird hearing how many years it's been. That's weird. Seven years. Yeah, yeah seven years this July. So. Aww. Yeah, yeah, long time. A uh, hundredth episode. Like I wanted to have some like big celebration planned, but like <laughs> I'm lazy, and so I didn't Fair do anything. Enough. But um, something that I did want to do for our hundredth episode was to have a game that was uh, it was holds yeah. true to the yeah. to the podcast. Like we're very Final Fantasy friendly. We're very Final Fantasy <laughs> Heavy, oriented. Heavily. <laughs> um, we, you know, we didn't start the podcast with Final Fantasy, though we did talk about playing the second Archanelico for the podcast. Yeah, for we did. Episode. That's right. Um, but no, it, a good spot for us to be at was to play Final Fantasy 7 or F- Final Fantasy 7 Crisis Core or Crisis Core Final Fantasy 7, um, which is what we did and, and we're reviewing today. Um, I originally played Crisis Core when it first came out on the PSP. Yep. Me and too. I mean, that was 2008. <laughs> we were babies. I know. We were babies. I know. So, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say uh, during that time, you would stop over. You were living with us at the time, but you would stop over and let me play Crisis Core while you were at work. Really? I don't yeah. remember this, but you cool. you would stop over you would stop over and do that and eventually uh you convinced me to buy my own uh switch or not switch PSP, PSP and I got the silver one. Yeah, I in fact I still have my crisis core. I do too. Yeah. yeah. I have the crisis core and it came with like a a oh, bo- yeah. a little box, a Shinra box for the Yeah, I remember that. The C D or whatever. It was really cute. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Ah, good memories. I know. So, um, that was re- the original release on the PSP was in two thousand eight. Um, however, they did a reunion edition that involves like the twenty fifth anniversary of Final Fantasy seven, and um, that was released in twenty twenty two. So just last year. Like and the that, end of last year. What? It was the end of last year. The end of last year. Yeah. So so it was released on the PS4, the PS5, the Switch, the Xbox, on Steam, pretty much anywhere that you can get video games these days. Your it's Tamagotchi? Out. I know, yeah. It I, I played it on my Tamagotchi. <laughs> it's, that's how I typically play games. If it's not available on the Tamagotchi, I don't want to play. <laughs> can you imagine? No. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're going to go over the story as best we can. Um, 
which is probably poorly like usual. If you wish to skip the story, there will be a timestamp in the description of this podcast where you can skip to, um, to skip the story. Uh, but I mean, it's completely up to you. I don't care. Obviously spoilers for the entire podcast. If you haven't played crisis score, definitely go do that. But if you have already, then go play it anyway. Yeah. Go play it again. (laughs) I Actually, play if, it you again. Just, if you just finished it, go play it again. Like, I would like <laughs> yeah. to. Alright, so the story starts off with um, Zach Fair and Angeal Hewley? I, I, I don't even know if his last his name was in name. there. Um, but anyway, they're... Zach is like... He's a, a level two or a second class general. Yeah, something like, second class soldier. Yeah. And um, Angeal is a first first class soldier, so like... With Angeal being a first and Zach being a second, um, Zach is kind of like under Angeal's wing. No pun intended. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he, he made direct eye contact I with did. me as he said it, too. It was just, I knew. So that she knew that it was a pun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Zach, Zach and Angeal have a really good relationship. They are, you know, they go off on missions together. Um, and they're eventually dispatched to Wutai. And in, in the time that, that this takes place, it, if you don't know the entire Final Fantasy VII lore, you'll have to catch up on that to understand all the terminologies that we're using in this. But um, Shinra and Wutai are at war because Wutai ha- is sitting on an abundance of Mako. And Shinra wants to be able to mine that Mako to obviously produce profits and make more energy or whatever Shinra does with their Mako. And uh, Wutai doesn't want to give up their land. And so Shinra is engaging in war on Wutai to give up their land. Wutai is understandably fighting back. And so um, all of this, this Shinra soldiers and the Shinra infantry are all... Um, deployed off in Wutai to fight this war. Um, eventually, the war does end, and Shinra is victorious in this war. And, um, I mean, this isn't like a spoiler or anything. It's it's not necessarily stated in the game, but eventually Wutai turns into, like, just a tourist destination. Yeah. And it it kind of bums all the people out that live in Wutai because their entire you know, civilization was reduced to just a tourist attraction. So that's kind of where Wutai ends up. Um, so anyway, Angeal, while, while, while Zack and um, Angeal are off fighting in the war, Angeal ends up disappearing. And this is a big deal because another first class soldier has also been disappearing and left with more soldiers and, with and him. took all, yeah. yeah, a whole bunch of um, other third class soldiers with him. Um, and that's Genesis. So in this in this big storyline, the main first class soldiers are Sephiroth, Genesis, and Angeal. Those are like the big three names of all of Shinra's soldier um, unit. Yeah. Um, and then Zack is a second class, at least at this point. With with Genesis having left We're- and taken all those people with, they're kind of one, investigating what's going on. The Turks are mostly doing the investigation on what's going on there. Um, but when they start to get leads, they deploy the, sh- the soldier group to go and figure out what 
you right. know, who's there, try and retrieve, you know, personnel or eliminate personnel, depending on the situation. Typically with Genesis, it's search and destroy Genesis because he's considered a deserter and he took all these people with. Well, Angeal disappears. And at the time that Angeal disappears, um, Sephiroth and Zack is with Sephiroth for some reason. Um, and they find these clones of Genesis. They look just like Genesis and they're obviously clones. Sephiroth seems to know something about this. And upon investigation, you find out that Genesis is creating these clones of himself to build up an army against Shinra. And this is all kind of going along with, uh, um, a professor, uh, professor Hollander, who was originally behind a project G, um, where they were creating super soldiers and, um, deploying them out as Shinra, you know, military personnel. And, um, with, Genesis being part of that group, Genesis, I no, sorry. Hollander is like really upset over the project because Hojo got taken over the project and Hollander is very upset at Shinra for having his work being taken over by someone else. So Hollander had our previously to the story plot had left. Genesis had followed Hollander with, and now Hollander and Genesis are creating clones to p- build up this army to fight against yeah. Shinra. So during all of this, you actually get deployed with Sephiroth at the at a sighting. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they they have information that Hollander has a secret laboratory in one of the Mako reactors in in within Midgar. So you get deployed with Sephiroth off to this Mako reactor to try and find Hollander. Um, when you do find Hollander, he flees and he you chase him through the Mako reactor. You chase him yeah. through other parts and um, you catch up to him. And just as you're about to like capture him, you get knocked out and you fall into the slums. You then wake up in the slums by Aerith. Ah, the forest. <laughs> the forest. <laughs> um, she she helps Zach wake up, and they have this moment of just like casual conversation. Yeah. Um, and Zach is very flirty. She's not even so much. Like it's kind of the opposite of like when yeah, Cloud I, and Aerith meet. He's kind of like that with because he kind of flirts with a few of yeah. the ladies in this game, so it's not a surprise. Like that's just kind of his personality. Yeah, like, he definitely hey, let's go on a date. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, obviously, Aerith finds something about him intriguing, and they exchange email addresses as you do back <laughs> in the day. Yeah, right. Back in two thousand eight, that was the only way you just exchange email addresses. Um. So anyway, um, Zach has to return back to the headquarters uh, because there's word that Genesis is uh, preparing for a full-on attack against the headquarters. Um, um, and Angel is now like, I is he officially? De- they're they're de- they're in Shinra. You get the the notification that they are officially considered killed in action. Both Genesis and 
Angeal. Right. And of course, we know that Genesis and Angeal are still alive in some way, but from like a company records perspective, yeah. they're dead. They're dead to us, dead. even though we're going to deploy soldiers to go off and kill you at some point, but to <laughs> us, they're dead. But um, yeah, and in actuality, Angeal also now is considered to be part of Hollander's group because he's been a deserter and now he's protected hollander so obviously he's working with genesis and hollander against you know fighting against shinra however when you get back to the headquarters and you start fighting the genesis copies that are attacking a a few things happen one the the director of soldier lazard yeah he goes missing yeah and um two angeal shows up and helps Zack fight off the the invading Genesis clones or Genesis copies. So I think eventually you go back to because uh, I think Angel leaves and you make your way back to headquarters where you find out Lazard is gone. And I think there's like this t- there is supposedly is like a passage of time where Zack doesn't really know what Angel's doing. Right, and actually. Uh, Lazard appointed Zach as first class before he disappeared. At some point, Zach was appointed first class soldier. And I think that there was, it it was just before this because Angeal, Angeal got missing, but it was before the attack because Lazard was still there. Yeah. But yeah, so at this point of the story, Zach is now first class soldier. And yeah, after the attack, Lazard is gone but Zack is given duties to train some of the new arrivals in yeah. the soldier. And um, Zack gets, like, a new outfit, and he, like, grows out his hair during this time. <laughs> he learns the power of hair gel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, essentially. Um, so, yeah, you're right. There is there is this, like, passage of time. It's not, like, a whole long amount of time. Long it's enough. not, like, years. But, yeah, long enough. Um, but with that, uh, he gets, he gets, uh, ordered to go investigate, uh, Moda, Modaheim. Oh, right. Um, which is in Angeal and Genesis's hometown, right? Uh, no, that is where a reactor is. And they, I think it was the reactor in Modaheim. You hear, I think you hear that there's Genesis troops there and you're, you're, you leave with, uh, Song. Oh right, this is the one where Cloud's with us, right? Oh yeah, I think it is. Yeah, because yeah, you where climb you first up. Meet Cloud. You climb up the through the mountain. Your your helicopter the gets shot down. <laughs> helicopter crashes for no reason, just out of coincidence of the story. I, I Convenience think, of the well, story. Well, I think it really adds to the dynamic of getting to know Cloud, because otherwise you wouldn't know that he's uh he's also from the country like Zach was. Yeah, they're just, good old country boys. Country boys. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> from Gongaga. From Gongaga. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. During this mission, Cloud and, and or Zach meets up with Cloud, and they find out that they have a little bit in common, and they, they hit it off real well. They know how to navigate the snowy slopes. Yep. So they do make their way to the reactor, and they find a Genesis-like clone um, warehouse. Yeah, this is the minigame where you had to like avoid all of the... It was so dumb. Yeah, you had to do like a sneak <laughs> mission to yeah, get in. Yeah, did you do that, by the way? Um, I did okay. I think I got caught once. I got caught, like, I think twice. 
And then I realized that I probably could have just like ran straight in and then just came back out and collected everything and it would have been fine. It seemed like there was a specific order that you need, like a way of order you need to do. And I didn't catch on until it was too late. I I got really close the first time through, but then like... I just couldn't be bothered. Yeah, it was just so annoying. I should have rather fought them all. Yeah, yeah, me too. (laughs) It was easier to just fight them all. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. So yeah, you you bust on in and you kind of just go throughout this play like you go inside oh and doesn't uh you encounter genesis and you fight genesis and Jill shows up and like he talks about being a monster basically. yeah he, he he too has been a monster and is like you know infused as part of um as part of Project G, he's also infused with these genetic cells. But the problem that they're having, that Angeal and Genesis are having, is that they're degrading. So their bodies are literally starting to fall apart. And that's the primary reason why Hollander is involved in all of this. Because Hollander promises a way to (laughs) protect them and to sustain their life. But... Hollander has ulterior motives of attacking Shinra. So, like, Genesis agrees to be with Hollander because of this. Angeal agrees to be with Hollander because of this. And so, like, Angeal still wants to be friends with Zack to some degree and help Zack along yeah. as his mentor, you know. Um, but, yeah, it Angeal shows up and really clarifies some of the goings-on as of right now. Um, but in the end, you still have to have a face off with Angeal. Yeah, Angeal still attacks Zack, and this attack really, um, wasn't this attack after they go to their hometown, to his hometown? Uh, you, you, at you some point in, in like, the past, with his mom. Well, I think it was in a different mission. We didn't talk about it a whole lot because mm-hmm. not a whole lot happens. But you kind of learn the backstory of Genesis and Angeal because they they grew up together in Benora, yeah, which is where kind of it's lo- where the where they started basically. That their story starts there. Um, but you kind of learn Angeal's story about his mom and where the Buster Sword came from because that's kind of a big deal. Right. Um, and he talks a lot about honor and your soldier honor and your dream, <laughs> and and the the that's what the sword is supposedly supposed to represent. So as as you have this face off with Angeal, who I guess he he does kind of find out you you find out that really they are a product of Shinra's uh experiments, yeah, and all this. So he kind of I, I'm guessing it's more of a it feels fake and he just you you end up having this face off as he's coming to terms with yeah. being a monster well, I really guess. when you when you meet up with Angeal, Angeal is distraught because he is this monster and Angeal doesn't want to be this monster yeah. he doesn't want to be part of that so as as that he transforms himself into the full monster beast mode you know sort yeah. of thing and attacks Zack. So Zack is forced to fight and defeat Angeal. And when Angeal is finally defeated, um, Angeal passes the Buster Sword to Zack as like a parting gift, but also like, you know, my honor. My legacy. Go rides yeah. with you sort of thing. 
So, um, very cheesy. Yeah, it is. But I mean, I understood <laughs> it. They they wanted to put more emphasis on that Buster Sword yeah. and why it is so like it's so important. Yeah, why why it's so important to Cloud, and that's kind of where the story begins. Like, Angel got it from his father. And he's passing it on to Zach. I thought he bought it. <laughs> no, his he got it from his father. Oh, did his, his father, dad buy it? Yeah, his oh, dad okay. bought it for him. <laughs> when when he joined Soldier, Sorry. his dad bought it for him. It's okay. Fair enough. There's a lot going on in this game. <laughs> so, um, Zach returns back to um, Shinra headquarters and gets a call from Aerith. Aerith wants to make a wagon. So, Zach goes down to meet up with Aerith and comes across a... Um, an Angeo clone that's still flying around. Oh yeah, the dog. Yeah, the dog oh thing. My gosh. Um, the dog like watches over Aerith, I guess. But you also kind of come in contact with Sung, who's also watching over Aerith. Yeah, so it's a little more known that. Well, I think that they end up telling him eventually that she is an ancient. Yeah, and they, they do. don't talk about it a whole lot in this game. They do a little bit, but not a whole lot. But he finds out that they've been watching her for a while, actually. Sure, yeah. But it's funny how Zack and Sang kind of yeah. click a little yeah. bit. Like, they become buddies. Yeah, you know? a little it's, bit. It's kind of nice. Um, so I think I think in the middle of this, they, you, you end up going to collect a bunch of stuff. You make your wagon. Yeah. But you end up having to go back. I think I think Shinra is under attack with by the clones. And that's when you're on your way. You have to, like, take the... You're on the highway when you're, uh... Remember fighting all the Genesis stuff on the highway? No? No. Yes. On the kinda? road? Yeah. Yeah, kinda. you're on your way up to the Shinra headquarters when you're, Oh, uh, was that before all this? I'm pretty sure this mm. is after. Oh. I don't know, there's a lot of Genesis clones. A lot, a lot of, of Genesis, Genesis clones. A lot of, like, attacking for some reason. Well, because they don't like Shinra. Um, in any case... Um, he gets a call from from um, Sephiroth to meet him for for an important mission. Um, so he has to tell Aerith that he has to go on this mission. They kind of say their small farewells, but like, hey, I'll be back as soon as I get back. You know, we can hang out. We can do the flower stuff and, you know, whatever. So um, Zach goes back to Sephiroth and finds out that... Um, Zack, Sephiroth, and Cloud are all sent on this mission to investigate um, a malfunction, uh, a malfunction in the, Nibelheim. Yep, in in the reactor in Nibelheim. And there's supposed to be um, some link to Genesis and Angeal about all of this, which is the only reason why Zack was invited to go anyway. So obviously, they go to Nibelheim, and um, the you know, the whole Nibelheim event happens. Um, it's it's the classic story yeah. from Final Fantasy VII where, you know, Zack and Zach and Cloud, Zack, Cloud, and Sephiroth show up at Nibelheim. Tifa joins up and, like, escorts them to the reactor. Um, During this time, you kind of, you, you find out that Genova's being held there. Right. And Sephiroth has this memory of his mother is named Genoa, but he that's all he knows. He doesn't really know anything about his but parents. But, like, this whole time, Sephiroth, in the background, has been doing research about Project G and Project J. Yeah. And, like, figuring out that really he's all part of this 
experiment yeah. going on anyway. And that a perfect child was born of all of this, finding out that that's him. And, you know, again, this is a big story plot for Final Fantasy VII and Sephiroth's, like, main, yeah. main mission here. Um, and in Nibelheim, there is a, uh, there's a Shinra mansion that has a lot of scientific research that's done there. And it has a big library full of, you know, research logs. And after you go to the reactor and you realize that there are specimens in some sort of Mako state, um, being held in this reactor, Sephiroth goes back and locks himself in the Shinra mansion and... Um, when he emerges, he sets the entire town on fire. And he goes to the reactor, he grabs Genova and wants to leave. However, Zack confronts him and tries to fight him off. Sephiroth takes Zack out, and Cloud picks up the Buster Sword and tries to attack Sephiroth. Also, um, or sorry, did I say Zack? Tries to attack Sephiroth also. Anyway... <laughs> Cloud Cloud fights Sephiroth, um, somehow manages to get Sephiroth down into the life stream, which presum presumably kills them, right. but not necessarily. In any case, um, Cloud is mortally wounded, Zack is mortally wounded, Tifa is mortally wounded in all of this, and um, the town is like engulfed in flames and destroyed. And then Zack wakes up. <laughs> and well, you, you kind of get these small glimpses of them cleaning up. Like you end up seeing a glimpse of Hojo Professor Hojo and yep. all that stuff. Yep. And yeah, you kind of wake up and you've got uh, you're in the tube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wake up and, and somehow somehow Zach is like broken out of the the capsule that he's in and the sleep state that he's in, and he's suspects that it was Angeal, but like obviously there's no proof of that and they don't really say it show it outright but yeah so zach breaks out of his containment and uh, he helps cloud out of his containment cloud is not okay and, yeah cloud is very much not okay cloud is in a mako um he has severe mako poisoning which by the way they did a really good job of making him sick i guess like i thought they did a really good I job so of too yeah yeah like you can you have to escort cloud around and like you even through the mansion there's a bunch of like monsters and stuff and you have to clear the mansion monsters and get to the other end before you can escort cloud through and then like you help cloud out of his mako soaked clothes which is his infantry uniform and you find a um, first-class uniform, soldier uniform, that you dress Cloud in. And then you escort Cloud out of Nibelheim to find that Nibelheim is somehow perfectly fine. Yep. And as you do research, you find out that the Turks were... Um, the They're Turks were deployed to recreate Nibelheim. And Hojo was stationed in the Shinra mansion doing experiments on Zack and Cloud... And the experiments were presumably failed, in air quotes. Well, you do see, though, there's a moment where Hojo is talking about Cloud being a special yeah, sample. Yeah, there was something special about him. He has, he has a special S-cell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you eventually learn that four years have actually passed. Right. And 
Which would explain why the town is all of a sudden fine. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that quickly. So, like, in this, in the amount of time that Zach has been out, his four years have passed. And Zach, you know, is escorting Cloud out of town. And as he does this, word starts to spread that the specimen have escaped from the lab. So the Turks are deployed. And... Cisne, we haven't really talked about the Turks a whole lot because they're kind of irrelevant, yeah. sort of. <clears throat> Cisne and Zack have kind of hit it off throughout this whole game. Um, the Turks have been keeping a close eye on Zack anyway because of his involvement with Angeal and Sephiroth and everything that's been going on. Um, but Cisne has kind of shown support for Zack and maybe a little bit of a love interest there. Yeah, maybe. Um, she, she basically turns a blind eye. Despite, right. Despite putting on this, like, I did, I'm really going to have to call it in this time. Right. She, she pretty much allows him, gives him a chance to really escape, to fully get out of there. Yeah, and just... well, Zach makes it to his hometown, Gongaga. Gongaga. <laughs> and um, that's where he meets up with Cisne yet again. And Cisne, um, she says, you know, obviously you were going to come home. Why wouldn't you? And so he's not allowed to go see his parents. However, she says, you know what, I, she, I think Zach asks her how, how are his to parents stay, oh, yeah, to stay right. with her parent or his, his parents. parents for a while. And she says, oh yeah, it's fine. You know, I'll, I'll take care of him. And she, you know, she, I think she tells him, she's like, you, you've got 10 minutes to, yeah. to get your stuff together. And then I'm calling this in. Yeah. And she actually gives him keys to, yep. um, a motorbike. Yeah. <laughs> So he uses the motorbike and he drives himself and Cloud um, as close to Midgar as close to Midgar as they can make it. Um, they you end up going to uh, Venora, don't you? Well, you stop. You you, you drive yeah, so far. Yeah, you do stop in Venora. Yeah, you drive so far and then you stop. I forgot. To rest. There's still a whole bunch of Genesis. Yeah. Stuff. Well, you end up. You end up. Uh, you end up thinking you see Angeal at Gongaga actually, and you do a few things. Well, you end, in in between Gongaga and going to Midgar, you actually find out that it isn't Angeal that you've been seeing because he really thought it was. Yeah, that's right. Um, and you end up finding out that it's actually uh the director Lazard who had been converted into an Angeal clone and is also degrading, right? Severely, and you. You actually confront Hollander in Gogaga, too. Oh, that's too. right. He had that itty-bitty wing. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. And it was like Hollander's only way of surviving or yeah, something. Yeah, because he ended up getting killed at some point or something. Well, like. Didn't he get thrown into the live stream? No, what happened was, is, um, so the director was giving money to Hollander to fund mm -hmm. the experiments that Genesis was, that him yeah. and Genesis were doing. The director then, during the Genesis attack, the director flees and joins up with Hollander. Well, Hollander gets captured and gets sentenced to questioning in um, in that town with the cannon. Junon? Junon, yeah. Um, but somebody helps him escape Junon, All which right. ends up being the Lizard. director. And the only way for the director that I think the director was given these G cells too, and is turned into this like Angeal clone yeah. or whatever. 
but also Hollander has to inject himself with the angio or with the the G cells in order to <laughs> sustain life for some reason. I don't know, something happened to him. But in any case, it's kind of irrelevant. I mean, to the overall, they're really yeah. they're really just staging up for you to fight Genesis in like a final fight sort of thing. Um, but yeah, so you fight Hollander, you follow. You follow with Lazard to Benora. Well, you find out he's that Genesis is at Benora because you end up fighting him, I think, and he leaves. But he leaves behind the apple. The apple, yeah. And you figure out that that's probably where because he's always got that apple with him. And you kind of figure out that's where he's probably been. So you head to Benora to find to find Genesis, and Benora in one of the missions actually is completely eradicated yeah yeah um so all that's left is this big crater of where the live stream is and you actually find like a cave i think you find like, like an the old, underground you find an old uh shinra like experiment lab that's there kind of like the shinra mansion how they have like the stuff mm-hmm. underneath the yeah. the actual place it's definitely hidden into the ground basically yeah uh but genesis has kind of converted it into this like goddess temple (laughs) a shrine and you confront genesis and he is like trying to summon the goddess to join to join her in ruling the world or controlling the world or something like that so he turns into his beast mode and you fight genesis and you defeat him. His materia? <laughs> that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. I think, it, yeah, it was like he, he just sword. summoned. But he was like a summoner to begin with. Like, he used a lot of summon oh, materia anyway. Oh, yeah, I suppose anyway. you're right. Um, but yeah, so you fight, you fight Genesis, you defeat Genesis. He, like, his mind spirit goes with the goddess. She's really pretty, by the way. Yeah, I... I, they never really talk about it. I kind of... Did you feel like that she really was actually the planet? No? I never they, understood I feel like it. That they, they, I feel like that they went that direction with it, but I feel like it's just Genesis's, like, hallucination? Well, that's what I thought, too. But so in in this... In, in all the, the unseen scenes that are happening in this segment... Um, he finally confronts the goddess, who is in in this video you're watching, a person now, and she kind of looks away as in to reject him, and he falls into the live stream and kind of like dissipates. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of flash to what's actually happening, where his body falls, and Zach kind of picks him up and takes him up out of Benora, and he sets he sets him up. It has to do with the the story of Loveless that he's been reciting the whole time. But he joins all three, who represent all three friends. And they all, like, eat an apple or something. And yeah. I don't know, it was kind of dumb, too. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, Lazard, during all this, Lazard's body de- degrade, degrades, degrades yeah. to the point where he dies. Lazard, you know... Floats off to the life stream. <laughs> yeah, he, his body, like, disintegrates and he, like, turns into, you know... Speckles. <laughs> and um Cloud's there, but he's poisoned still. Right. And then Genesis is just kind of left to die, yeah. essentially. Zach and Cloud leave back on the bike again. Um, but you do get this little cutscene where first class soldiers are picking Genesis up and carrying them back to Shinra. So obviously there's something still going on with Genesis. He's not necessarily dead, even though they kind of 
guided us that way that Genesis was done for, but you never know if 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 their body doesn't dissipate like yeah. um, Lazard's body <laughs> does. Just assume that they're not dead, yeah. Um, which, by the way, Hollander's body did do that thing, too. So, like, obviously, when the body goes <laughs> into sparkles, then they're gone. Final Fantasy logic, it's fine. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, in any case, um, Cloud and or Zach and Cloud are still on their way to Midgar with Zach's intentions being to get back to Aerith. And oh yeah, because he, he he gets a he gets a letter from an, the, the last and no he gets a oh. letter from that Angel, oh that's right that Angel dog, dog. <laughs> oh my gosh yeah the dog shows up and it's got the eighty ninth letter yep um and it's basically Aerith saying that four years have passed yeah and that was where he learned yeah. that it had been four years and uh, he he realizes that she had been waiting all that time so he he makes up his mind that he's gonna take Cloud and they're gonna go back to Midgar and so there's like this like small montage of them like hitching a ride and heading on back to uh, hey. uh to Midgar yep yep um they they get to the outskirts of Midgar. And the get, Turks... Yeah, you see the cutscene of the Turks, like, helicoptering around looking for them. Yeah, they're... Tr- Cisne, specifically, is trying to get to Zack before he makes it to the city lines. Because the, infant- the infantry men are stationed at the city lines to search and destroy. Where if the Turks get him first, there's a chance that Zack will still yeah. survive. And that's what Cisne is off trying to do. Cisne with Reno and Rude, they're scouring the landscape trying to find Zack. Well, obviously, Zack is trying really hard to not be found because he's trying to get back to Midgar to meet up with Aerith. So they make their way right up to the city lines where they get attacked by the Shinra infantry men. And Zack uses every last ounce of energy to fight these soldiers. And... I, you know, I, I struggle with this so much because Zack is a first-class soldier. He has killed so many monsters. He has fought... He's taken so many bullets. But somehow, there was just enough well, to take Zack down. He had been locked up in a tank for four years, to be fair. But he just fought Genesis. Well, he also just fought Genesis. <laughs> I guess. I I mean, there is quite a few personnel, and they're firing like a bunch of big yeah. stuff. I mean, they they make it very clear that there is a lot of heavy like artillery, ar- artillery yeah. being shot at him. He is he is being bombarded by bullets. It's just it's a massacre. Zach does his best to stay up. Um, unfortunately, he is eventually taken down. What I find weird is the last cutscene. He, you, he's left. His body's left there. Yeah, I know they just left him they and walked left away. Him and le- like, oh, I but know. Yeah, they'll, they'll take Genesis's body. <laughs> well, to be fair, Genesis's body was different. Where Zax was just Mako infused. I guess, yeah. And and Zax, they they didn't see. They didn't know Cloud was there because yeah, Zach had they hidden were, Cloud. They were very specifically looking for Cloud. Where Zack was just a bystander because Zack was helping. But Zack was considered a failed experiment because his body was already infused with Mako. 
or whatever. Yeah. So like they just couldn't. That makes sense. I believe they said that because it it had already been modified, it was not a capable of being utilized based on what they need. Yeah, with the special. Um. But yeah, I thought it was a little silly. I mean, especially if when they die, their bodies turn into (laughs) particles. They're just gonna like he'll be fine. He'll die eventually. (laughs) Just leave him there. Well, what was what I thought was funny is you see one of the one of the guys walk up to him and to make sure that he's dead and it's almost like they point the gun at his head and shoot him and he's still alive yeah i know right <laughs> you don't see the bullet wound in his head by the way I know, but you there are quite a oh, few there's quite a few that yeah. ending scene was it's like dramatic. pretty bloody yeah so anyway cloud um somehow manages to gain some sort of consciousness so, and like makes crawls. his way <laughs> makes his way to zach and Zack hands Cloud the sword and says, you know, this is my legacy. You carry my legacy from here on out. And Cloud just, like, assumes the first-class soldier title and, you know, sets off on his way, promising not to forget about Zack, and then immediately forgets about Zack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, I mean... They did a really good job of, like, his personality up until this point had been kind of reserved and this nervous young guy. You're talking about Cloud? Yes. Yeah. And you definitely see the switch after he's kind of talking a little bit with Zach at the end here. Um, You know, he stands up and he's turns into the Cloud that we know now. Right. Um, But... I, it is kind of funny that he is practically handicapped until he crawls his way down there, and then he's fine. He, yeah. he gets up and walks away. We could he have does, used your help a little he, bit ago. He does. He does drag that sword though, which I yeah, thought was that's a true. fun like yeah. little detail that you know he is still weak, but he's okay enough to walk to make now. His way. But yeah, so then uh, presumably he makes his way into Midgar he and gets some uh, recreated first scenes to the next right. original game. Yeah, that so, was, yeah, that was cool. There's also some end credit or end scenes of Zach joining Angel or whatever yeah. in the sky, but really, it, oh, you see, uh, as he as he basically joins the live stream, uh, you can tell that Aerith can tell that that has happened. Yeah, and that, that was moment sad. was really sad too. Yeah, yeah, Aerith. There's like a moment where Aerith is like tending to her flowers, and then it starts to rain, and she stands up and she kind of looks around. And then she looks up at the sky and then she like she senses, you know, the, yeah. the she senses Zach's body entering the life stream yeah. because she's an ancient and that's yeah. how her story, her backstory is. So, you know, she has that like really sad look on her face and, yeah. and she did you notice that she's wearing pink? Yeah. Did yep. you know why? Yeah, because Zach told her to wear pink. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I, I love know. that little detail. <laughs> I remember that detail from when I last played. Oh, yeah? You know what's funny? I don't remember a lot of this. I mean, I remembered it as I was playing. I was like, all right, this and this. But I had forgotten a lot about this. But that was one of the details I remembered. Nice. <laughs> I guess that's it for story. So, welcome back. Hello. If you decided to skip the story, I don't blame you. We kind of were all over the place with it. <laughs> we did the best we could. Yeah. I feel like it was okay, but it could have been a little better. It's it's very... Um, you really have to pay attention to know exactly what's going on. Yeah. To, to fully get it. And there's still... Well, I think also because our information is so, like also into the the original game it's hard to keep it track sometimes i think sure yeah well and for us 
trying to tell the story and shorten it as best we can, but still make it sound cohesive. It's like, well, if you need to, it's like, we're getting to this point of the story, but you need to know this back history of that story. So let's tell that. Yeah. So it's a little scattery, but I apologize. I do the best we can. Play the game. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Play the game if you want to know the story. Gosh dang it. (laughs) It's great. Um, so what'd you think about the story, Keely? Um, <laughs> what'd you give it for? A I gave score? it a nine out of ten. Okay. I, I the way I described it when when my husband asked me how I like this game, I loved this story. I loved it. However, the stuff around Genesis and Angeal, I did not like. I everything that pertained to Shinra, the original game, and most of Zack's story. I really enjoyed it. I even enjoyed the stuff when, like, the scientists were talking and, you know, they were doing, like, talking about the the modifications that they were doing on people. That was fine with me. I could not stand the, like, angel wing things that were going on. Yeah. And I really didn't like Genesis. And truthfully, I really didn't like Angel. Yeah. And so, like, it sounds funny to be like, I hated the main the main plot of that story, but everything else pertaining to the original game, I thoroughly enjoyed. I really enjoyed this story. By original game, you're talking about Final Fantasy VII. Yes, so that comes after this, because this is the prequel. Um, I gave it an 8, because I 100% agree, and I feel like some of that stuff that you were talking about with, like, the, the confusing bits of all of the... G cells and the G project and Angeal flying and Genesis being like, I just, it was, I, it was silly. And I feel like they could have done without the like one wing angel thing. I understand why they were trying what what they were trying to do as far as tying in. Cause like the one wing angel thing became a really heavily thing that people associated with seven originally. Yeah. With Sephiroth. So I feel like th- I understand what, what they were trying to accomplish. It's just, it could have been done better. I did not like this at all. And it makes sense that they would be doing experiments on people like that's That's not out of the realm of seven. Right. But like the wing itself, it just, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of people had it. The dog had it. It was just yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. I didn't like all the clone, like the clone copy thing that they were trying to <laughs> you know go what, with. Though? It was really stupid. A very good, efficient way of explaining why you have multiple skins of the same guy you're fighting. <laughs> you can finally get away with that. We don't need. Yeah, we <laughs> don't need to recreate a monster. We'll just have it look like Genesis, but we'll give him three more arms. <laughs> there you go. See, it's fine. <laughs> Some of them they're graying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. It just. I gave the yeah I gave the story an eight out of ten for that reason. Uh, everything else was great. I think the the ties with Aerith's design, like specifically the the pink dress thing, yeah. was really really cute. And the the uh, bow that she has, yeah, yeah, you find out where has. that came from. I think Aerith's story they did really good on that. Mm-hmm. That was really really good. Um, I. I didn't like that they didn't explain Lazard's stuff very well. Because they were talking about how he he had his own, like, agenda against Shinra, and they don't explain why. I know, yeah. Um, also, Cisne? Cisne, yeah. There was, like, this weird importance on her. And she had, like, apparently that's not her real name. I, I don't know if there's, like, more lore outside of this yeah, that they threw out. Maybe it was not in the game, though. 
I mean, maybe there's something like if maybe. you hundred percent it or something, you get more information. But yeah, like it's not there at all. Um, something that I found weird in the credits when I was reading the credits, like a weirdo. <laughs> um, Zach's mom has a voice actor, and I'm like, at what point do you hear Zach's mom talk at all? So that made That's me weird. Yeah, that made me curious if well, I was missing no. something. You know what? You do hear his mom because it's a different voice. When he's waking up after falling into the slums, he hears a woman talking to him. And it doesn't sound like Aerith at first, but it is Aerith talking, and eventually it swaps voice oh, actors. That's probably I where you heard his mom. Huh. Um <laughs> the thing that we talked about a little bit, um, when you kill Genesis at the end. Uh, you see his mind, I guess, over the goddess, and like his mind like dissipates and in like into the live stream, and then you carry his presumably dead body up, up out of Benora up to the top, and he talks. He's still alive. I I was very confused. In fact, when he spoke, I almost was shocked. I was like, oh, <laughs> "That's weird." How is his dead body still <laughs> that's alive? That's kind of how I felt. And I yeah. was like, "Why is he still alive?" Because he's like, "Does it taste good or something weird?" Yeah, like that. yeah. Because because Zach bit the apple. So I thought that was a little weird. Like it would have been better if he was just dead. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that whole thing with Genesis is really weird because, as far as I know, in Final Fantasy VII, there's no mention of Genesis no, whatsoever. This was 100%. As added. far as I know, from what I remember of playing um, Dirge of Cerberus, he's not mentioned in Dirge of Cerberus either. So, like, why was that even put in? Uh, maybe they'll do something with the remake, but yeah, I, don't I know. wonder. I, I don't. I don't really 100% remember the original, so I don't know if any of yeah. this was, like, added to this. Because we're playing the reunion version, so, like, I have no idea if, yeah, you know, some I couldn't of this remember pertains which... to, you know, with the remake stuff, or if this is just, like, how they did the story, and they're like, yeah, well, maybe we can do something with Genesis later. I just, I felt like it was weird that they kept his body and that, the, you know, he's yeah, potentially still alive. Um... I kind of, I, I hesitate to say it because I understand why they did this. I wasn't crazy about how they put the emphasis on the Buster Sword. Yeah. I didn't like that it was Angeal's. I understand what they were doing, that they were passing it on. It's the, It would have felt more uh, important if it came just from, if it was just Zach's that he passed to Cloud. And like, they kept talking about your soldier honor. Well, like. Shinra did this to them, so it felt kind of like it made me feel like the Buster Sword represented a false, you know, a falseness, or yeah, you know, a, for sure. Honestly, this whole game kind of had that vibe of like you're working for Shinra, you're doing all this stuff. All these Shinra people feel like good guys, but when you take a step back and you you look at it from like a an outside perspective no shinra is yeah. bad all the way through and like genesis uh, honestly genesis is more of a good guy in this situation than zach is simply because genesis saw and hollander saw the evils that the shinra company was doing and fighting against them so like yeah no that's the right thing to do well, here and you see zach slowly come because he is adamant for a while like no we're the good guys right. like you know that's not and you see him slowly un uh, unfolding all of this 
And so when they're talking about the Buster Sir Angel's like your soldier honor, you need to keep your honor and the honor of and Zach holds on to that for a while, like till the end, basically. And so it I feel like if they cut that bit out and have just talked about leaving behind a good legacy, being a hero or something like that. Or holding on to your personal honor is yeah. fine. But like, yeah, being that it's a soldier honor, so to it doesn't me, feel when right. he's passing on that sword, it didn't, it felt like, it felt wrong, I guess. And I didn't like that they had done that. And it made me feel like that the Buster Sword actually had less of a significance than what it did. Yeah. I think it would have hit up completely different if the Buster Sword was originally owned by Zack. I I think that if you went back to, you know, just cutting out that Soldier Honor bit, because as soon as Angeal added that Soldier Honor yeah, I into guess. it, that's where it, like, tainted that the, the well, Buster Sword storyline. Well, but not only that, though, but you find out that Genesis was completely... Almost, well, not completely, but basically manufactured, you know, he was a project. Well, so was Angeal. Right. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Did oh, I say Genesis? You said Genesis. I meant, I meant Angeal. So, like, he talks about buying this, his dad buying this sword. Yeah. His dad's not even really. Is this Hojo? Or is this maybe Hollander? Well, like... you don't ever find out. But, like, what what slays me, though, is, is it's this significant, like, we put our money together so I could go do this. Like, it just, the, as far back, like, it didn't even have that big of an importance because his deal was, is, are his parents really even his parents? Yeah. And so then it's, like, it, its origin doesn't even have importance anymore because it's all a fabricated lie anyway. <laughs> so, like, the whole Buster Ooh, Sword thing, deep, I just, it bothered me <laughs> deeply. It would have been fine if they were just, like, here's Zack's legacy. But yeah. no, it had to come from, like, this damaged background. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that they did it more of a disservice than anything, sure. I guess. Yeah, no, I, I understand. I'm changing my score to an 8 out of 9. Are you really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Oh my gosh, it's well, happening. Well, I was feeling that way when you had mentioned some other stuff too. And I was um, like, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I the, I really enjoyed the story though. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not, being being an 8 out of 10 is not absolutely. bad for a story. Um, um, but there was, there was a few inconsistencies, something, I think. Something that hit hard with me was the way that Zack died. Okay. <laughs> was just like... Oh. It was so raw, and it was so it was so well done. Oh yeah, how they mixed in the like battle system with the storyline. So the the not not to go into gameplay too much. But oh my you, gosh, I hated it. You use the DMW, which I, is I know what you're gonna yeah. His like mind being portrayed in like a a real like a slot reel system. It's a digital mind wave. Oh, you wrote that real. Nice. Yeah. Um, and you get like pictures, and it invokes these like memories. Memories, sure. And it ups your like your depending mood or something. On, depending on what Zach is thinking of and doing during the story, those memories and those thoughts influence the DMW while you're fighting. But in any case, that's that's not where I'm not yeah. going into explaining no, yeah. the DMW just yet. But while you're doing the final like cutscene where you're fighting all the Shinra soldiers and his body is being attacked and damaged, his mind is focusing more and more on his end goal, which is to get back to Aerith. And as he's, you know, being cut down over and over and his body is literally failing, the DMW is like 
shifting and thinking about yeah and you can you, see you, you can, get it it's the only thing on screen briefly and it's just the reels yeah turning. it's just the reels turning and slowly like locking on to different figures and like you get one where it's like angel and and um sephiroth and cloud and then you get another one where it's like Aerith three times and then you get another one that's Aerith three times and then, like, it just goes white, and then he, like, passes out, and then he's just thinking about Aerith. And, like, that moment was so, like, raw. It felt, it felt like, you know, the way that they've been portraying the DMW through the game as the battle system linked to your mind, mm-hmm. it felt so real then at the very end to have that the DMW still active, but as a direct access to what Zack's mind is going through and to see that that like failing is is really raw it, it, I get, it hit a chord with me so well to see like his body is starting to fail and his mind is starting to fail and he's holding on to what he possibly can hold on to whatever's left I understand what you mean and I think they I think you're right they they did it good I did not like the real the, you know what <laughs> the I'm slot tr- reel? Yeah, there's something about it. Like they used it really well to their advantage. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. It invoked a really raw. Like it, it, it you understood what exactly what was happening right. without really understanding what right. was happening. I just the graphic portray. I, I don't know. It just. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't like the reels. It just felt kind of <laughs> weird because well, we can talk about that with gameplay. I just no, no, mean, no. I I understand. I don't know how to explain it. It was good what you they felt did. Like it was out of place. I guess. Yeah. I think so. Like the real. I don't know. I don't think. I don't know if they could have made it more impactful at the same time. But I felt like the real was out of place. Yes, I think that really is what I'm going with. I, for me. I, I can understand that that thought process that the real seemed out of place, but for me, because the real was so heavily involved with the battle system already, to have it be you're you're in a battle, you're yeah. just fighting Shinra soldiers, but because his body is so the only thing working damaged, is his, yeah, is his, his mind, mind is the only thing left, and to the point where. You know, think of it like Zach closing his eyes, yeah. and that's the only visuals you his have life is, is that flashing before his that eyes. real, <laughs> and that real is locking into things that he's thinking about. It, it just it felt like such a good yeah. representation to that, and I I don't know, I appreciate it fully. I just that last whole sequence was just so well portrayed, yeah, without it being too realistic or too you know over the top. It just it it flowed really really well so like honestly like that the ending the whole ending scene that bit was probably the most powerful for me like yeah cloud like getting the buster sword and like having that moment with zach was was powerful too but not as strong like literally zach's final thoughts was on Aerith, and like it doesn't get any sweeter than that like I feel like Cloud doesn't deserve Aerith anymore <laughs> because <laughs> Aerith is for Zack only. <laughs> I I think of all of the Final Fantasy games that I've played, this is probably the most genuine and really feeling-invoking ending of all mm. the games. Yeah, I think no, they I did a really good job with this ending. It was mwah. Yeah, it, it was really, really, really good. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I really liked the ending cutscene too. Like Cloud getting his face bloody. Yeah, he like, like leans over and yeah, that was yeah, really cool. It just like and, and the like bullet holes in Zach's yep. chest. Like yeah, it was a little a little graphic, but it wasn't like it was over the terrible. Top. Yeah, it was just like yeah, no, he's, he's dying. dying. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was overly bloody by any means. I I think that they did a really good job making it look like blood. Yeah, and despite being shot up in his chest, like you see the like fabric where the bullet holes had torn through his clothes, but like you know, I thought it was funny though that that cutscene had blood in it. But the cutscene where Sephiroth is attacking There's Cloud, no blood. And Cloud, like, grabs that huge sword that Sephiroth has and is pulling himself to Sephiroth and throws it. No blood. Not a single drop. Come yep. on now. <laughs> I know. Just spit on me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I noticed that, too. Ah, uh, well. Yeah, you know. I mean, what, what are you going to do? It's fine. So, anything else with the story you want to talk about specifically? No, I think that was pretty good. I wish they had put more... Uh, it, I wish they had explained why you don't see Cisne anymore a little bit. Yeah, but. I feel like that they were trying to make Cisne like an important character, though every scene that she was in was not all that important. And, like, there was obviously some sort of, like connection between yeah. the two and i i feel like it was probably just cisne really liking zach and wanting to be involved in his yeah. life and then like he still at the end of the game was thinking about yeah. Aerith, you know <laughs> i didn't see her name pop up <laughs> right yeah i didn't see cisne pop up in that reel <laughs> the end can you imagine just cisne 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 <laughs> sephiroth 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 Okay, and then like she has that like weird like that's not her name. That's so, not like, even my name. She talks there... about growing up in Shinra and stuff. So like I don't know. I don't know. There might be some more lore out there yeah. that I just haven't read on. But sure. you know. <laughs> All right, let's move on to graphics. Um, now keep in mind we are talking about the Crisis Core Reunion Edition, which is the remake. I remaster. can't even remember the original Crisis Core stuff. <laughs> I can't either. <laughs> I feel like they did a really good job porting it over um, because like ev the way that I remember playing the game was spot on, but I did look up some cutscenes or some, uh, not cutscenes, but like just old videos are, are, or like um, screenshots, screenshots yeah. of the original game. And yeah, like they did a really good overhaul yeah. on it to the point where I think that they completely rebuilt all of the enemies and everything with new 3d models and like, did they redo the cutscene for the summons? Because they were beautiful. They were beautiful. I don't beautiful. remember. I, don't I remember. did notice, though, um, I never pulled a, a Moogle summon, but I did see it uh, pop up in my screen for an option to cast him. And it's the remake Moogle. Oh, was it? Yeah, well, oh, his picture's icon was anyway. I thought that was weird. Huh. I mean, it was beautiful. Like, there's not a whole lot to complain about. I think the... The one thing that I had to complain about that was not so much graphics as it was the story, but how how do one-winged angels fly? I thought about this no constantly. <laughs> constantly I thought like, about fly this. fly away and I'm like, mm, that physics doesn't well, work. And then at one point, you don't even see the wing on Genesis. You know he has it, but it's like hidden. Where does it go? <laughs> he just retracts it into <laughs> Hollander's little coat. tiny wing, by the way, was hilarious. Yeah, I'm sure Hollander could fly too. Probably. Just like well, Moogles can fly. Um, one of the things I had a gripe with was I wanted to look at everything, but the camera angle wouldn't let me zoom in. Hmm. 
Um, and it, that bothered me a lot because there was some pictures in Angeal's house that I wanted to like look at, you know. Um, well, and I don't think that there was any camera rotation in the original at all. Oh, maybe. I mean, oh, maybe I don't know. It, it might have panned around as Zach moved around. Maybe but you didn't have two joysticks on the well, PSP, so like there was no normal I, camera rotation. I was trying when you were in the Shinra Mansion basement. They've got like an eye or something in one of the jars, and I kept wanting to look to see what was in the jar. And I've got like this weird angle for Zach, like <laughs> up his nose, trying to look behind him. Like I was just trying to make it work. Sure. Um, but they had a lot of detail that they, I assume, put back in. And it was, I mean, some of these places looked amazing. Oh, like, I know. Like, when you go to Benora, after it's been blown, you know, it's all live streaming and stuff. Um, one of the things I noticed, though, that I really liked was um, I put my controller down or something, and I happened to be zoomed in really far. And I picked it back up, and I I looked at Zach's face. <laughs> this is such a small thing, but I thought it was really interesting. His eye, it wasn't just straight. It kind of looked around a little bit, like side to side, and then it refocused where he was looking. And it would just kind of have that more natural look to it instead of... Like he was, it wasn't just a static, like... Yeah, like... His eyes were just focused on what he was looking yeah. at. It was like more of a... And like they totally could have, yeah, they really did. And of course, they've got the shine to it. Like they did a really good job on the character model, like a really, really good job. Agreed. Yeah. Um, I liked how young Cloud looked. Yeah, they did really good at that too. In Aerith too. I mean, they both. Yeah, looked, they well, did and really Tifa. Good. Yeah, Tifa looked really young. Yuffie. <laughs> yeah, was Yuffie young. was really young. <laughs> Yuffie was like just. A, a baby kid yeah i think she's 16 in the original yeah and so that it's been at least five four or five years yeah so yeah five years um one of the things that really bothered me it really bothered me in the caves there's water everywhere and as you walk over the water there is no ripple and there is no sound of you through the oh. water and it drove me crazy <laughs> i, I don't that. know why it did but it did every time i had a cave mission and there was a lot of them i'm walking through the water and i stopped a few times i'm like why isn't it doing but when you're at the end you walk through this like waterfall path you hear the water you see the water splashing <laughs> but it's not in the missions <coughs> excuse me yeah it <laughs> i just i don't know it just drove me nuts and the cave really is the same throughout so i don't understand why that couldn't have been put in <laughs> like it's the same cave they use through the missions yeah. so i just i don't know it really bothered me <laughs> so what'd you give it for graphics i gave it a nine out of ten oh, i give it a ten out of ten yeah fair enough I yeah. I'd oh, uh, sorry. What were you gonna? Say? Oh, I was just gonna say that I know that they like reused a lot of assets in yeah. like the mission stuff, but that didn't bother me at all. Like yeah, it kind of made sense. Something that I found kind of annoying, but it was not a negative to game or to graphics. When you're playing the missions, you have a certain number of chests that yeah. you have to collect. In the Shinra slums area, there's so much garbage around. Oh my gosh, I the hated that too. Are so hard yes. to find. And like it's not a bad thing because graphically there's a lot to look at. And like there's some things like the the potions vending machine that I thought yeah. was really fun to see. Oh, that was one of the things I wrote down too. Um, you can tell this is more of to the remake than Crisis Core, mm -hmm. I suppose. Uh, you could tell that they really incorporated a lot of what they did in Crisis Core into the new game. I couldn't believe how closely they looked. You know what I mean? Or, like, or it's the other way around for the remake. Well, I the, suppose. The I don't think so, though, I but maybe. 
I don't know, but they they did really good. Like it looks pretty. And yeah, the potion, the potion, the potion vending the machine. Be- I thought there was, was a bench. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things I wrote down too was um, I know this this bothers you sometimes when you're following people while they're talking. Yeah. Well, one of the times Tifa, Cloud gets hurt defending Tifa, and Tifa escorts him to uh, the town. And you have to go ahead and clear a path. Well, they're slowly limping. But when you get out of a battle, they appear ahead of you. And I loved that. I love that they did that because you didn't want to be painstakingly slow. But it made sense that they're moving while you're fighting. While you're fighting, yeah. You just can't see them during the fight. I thought that was really good. I thought it was good, too. It's funny that you brought that up because I, I, I didn't think about talking about it on the podcast. Oh. But, like, it, yeah, you, I felt that way, too. Like, it absolutely, when you're, like... They're walking so slow, but you can go ahead. Yeah. And like really you could just go ahead. Like yeah, you they're can. not they're not stopping you. They're not like you gotta wait for us. You know, it's nothing but like they, that. It's just, you know, you they do your dis- thing. They understandably disappear when you mm-hmm. go into battle, but it makes sense. And yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think about that um the Shinra soldiers trying to capture Cloud in Nibelheim. I thought it was kind of weird. It was really dumb to me. I thought oh. it was so stupid. I kind of... I Like, they're, like, hauling Cloud off very, very slowly. Yeah. And you have to, like, fight soldiers. And then, like, they're like, ah! And then they let Cloud go. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I understand, really, the emph- they were putting more of an emphasis on how important Cloud was, but I don't feel like they did a good job really emphasizing, like, secure the us- cells or something. Like, you know, I think it would have made more sense if they were putting an emphasis on, we need this one, we need this right, one. Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. Because uh, otherwise it just looked like a kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> a very weird kidnapping. Yeah. I'm like, the man is disabled <laughs> at this point. Like, it's just Speaking weird. Of, did you happen to notice there was a cutscene with Zack and Cloud and Zack, like, for no reason, for no reason, he grabs Cloud by the shoulder and, like, just violently shakes him. Did oh, yeah, I remember it? that, yeah. <laughs> I saw that, I'm like, the man is disabled! Why are you doing this? <laughs> yes! The poor guy, he's already got it all jostled I up know. in there. Um, and Zack, like, does this and then, like, laughs a little bit and then, like, walks away. I know, like, Cloud's like, oh. That was completely... It would have been funnier if he'd barfed or something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, I did notice that. Well, another thing I noticed that doesn't pertain to this, but I thought it was really weird, is when they wanted to try and use Zack's cells, and you find out that his are pretty much pointless anyway, the Genesis clones eat his hair. That's right. And he's like, they just... Ate my hair. That's right. That was weird. And then then that one, like... Yeah, he, like, mutated or something. Yeah, yeah. Then you had to kill him, because he ate your hair. Well, I mean, if I ate Zach's hair, probably would mutate, (laughs) too. I'd be puking. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. All right, so, want to move on to gameplay? Gameplay. What'd you give it? I gave it... Oh, a 10 out of 10. I did, too. <laughs> I'd, I've scratched these out a bunch of times. Like, does it a ten? Is it a ten? Is it an eight? Is it a nine? Um, let's uh before we talk about our thoughts of the game pl- or uh, gra- graphic. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, gameplay. Before we go into our thoughts of the gameplay, let's go over all the game mechanics. Um, just so that we try and get a chance to talk about all of them, even if it's just mentioning it. Um, so the game is still Final Fantasy VII universe, so we have Materia. Um, Materia can be 
uh, obtained through multiple means. You can buy them in the shop. You can collect them in treasures. You can um, get them as rewards for missions that we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, you can then equip them to your um, equipment inventory. And there, from there, you can cast the the materia spell if it's fire yeah. or, you know, blizzard, whatever. Um, and they do grow in level strength. Um, but when you equip them, they give you, like, stat boosts, too. Which, which is nice. Which is very similar to Final Fantasy VII. You would equip it, and it would give you stat boosts. Or sometimes negative stats. Uh, but in this game, I didn't see any negative yeah, stats. Yeah, I don't so only any. stat boosts. But um, you, can, you can grow your materia. As you use them, the DMW will allow your materia to level up. And when it levels up, the stat boosts get bigger and the power of that materia gets better. However, it can't level up and grow into a new materia like in Final Fantasy VII. And it also can't transform into like... Like fire can't transform into fire. It's stuck at fire until or unless you do other things yeah. to create fire. So in any case, moving on to that idea, you can do materia fusion. Which is the special thing that only soldier can do, um, but you can use two different types of materia to create a new materia, and you can unlock the ability to use items as well. So you know, if you use a fire and a fire, you have the potential of making like a fire yep. out out of it. Um, this will combine stat attributes sometimes depending on the level and depending on other factors you can get you know really good materia out of this materia fusion however you lose one of the materia in the process or both of them depending on what the outcome comes to um but you can do this for any of your materia so it's not just the like green materia which is your magic yeah. but it's also like your command and materia all and all all the other ones um aside from summon summon doesn't have its own materia slot summons you get materia for summons but they get added to your dmw which again i'll explain that in yeah. a minute but you don't you can't just summon whenever you want you have to actually trigger it during a battle which is kind of silly um your equipment you can you can equip materia as i said but you can also equip um uh accessories you can equip up to four accessories but you have to unlock two of them in missions in oh, order but to use so them so nice when you're able to i only had 3 i never unlo uh, unlocked the fourth one it one of the matter. one of the later missions sure uh, if you had just done up to the level 7 missions you probably would have gotten it probably um, but yeah, so you can equip, um, spe different, uh, accessories. They give you stat boosts as well. Some of them have multiple stat boosts or multiple, like, um, you know, ward against silence oh, yeah, or, yeah. you know, poison or whatever, or, or, um, you know, it'll just completely yeah. void that status effect. What was together. the worst status effects that you were dealing with? None. None? Yeah, oh. I can't say I had really may, maybe confused some or no not confused stun. but yeah stun yeah, sometimes that... or um stop the yeah, the worms yeah. had stop and they, that yeah was I know I'd be in mid mid air and they'd stop me and I'd be <laughs> just yeah, a sword in the air waiting <laughs> frozen like yeah. mid jump 
But you know what? Um, after you were done being stopped, you would finish the attack you're doing, which was yeah, kind of nice. Yep. Um. So. Yeah, that's equipment. Um, battle system. The battle system is more like free roam, like hack and slash sort of yeah. deal adventure. You know, video yeah. game style. Um, your typical attack. You just can attack with your Buster Sword. You can do like a four or five combo. Um, each at- each successful hit will grow your attack and give you better bonuses or whatever. You did have like a Buster Sword like proficiency, stance. yeah. But I don't know what the profi- how to grow your proficiency. I only had like zero point zero seven on proficiency. I have no idea. Yeah, how to grow I didn't that. deal with it either. Um, but yeah, you did have a different stance too that you could take that would do a heavy damage with your Buster Sword. But you could only do that after you had the Buster Sword. Um, then you could cast magic. There was a special trigger button that you would hit that you could use your magic system. You can use items during your battle too. You would have to like toggle through the different yeah, menu. That was kind of irritating. It was very irritating. That was probably the worst um, of it in the battle system. The Phoenix Downs, the way they utilized it, I loved that. It was genius. I really loved that. So the Phoenix Downs, what's cool is that you you drink a Phoenix Down, and because you don't have, I assume you drink yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you use a Phoenix Down, and um, when you use it, you just get a halo. And that halo means you if you... You a feather halo thing. Is it a I feather? think it's a feather, yeah. Uh, I don't know. In any case, when you die, when your HP drops to zero, the Phoenix Down kicks in, and then you get a full life again. And then if you cast Phoenix the Summon... Uh, it, it applies. I it too. loved that. It was yeah, like, yes, mwah, that came in handy so much. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so then during your fights, the DMW has a reel. And the DMW, it what was it? Dream the the dream or the digital mind wave. Digital mind wave, right. So what that is, is as you are playing, it, it looks like a slot machine. There's three different rows. And as you're playing the game, you get more and more characters in... Yeah, it's just the faces on each reel. Right. And you, you gain more as you progress through the game. This also includes summons. And um, in, in any case, as you're playing, it's just constantly, like, hitting, you know, three... Or hitting a, uh, um, you know, a, a row. And each attribute has a number too, and if you get like certain numbers give you different stat boosts or different positive effects. Yeah. Um sometimes you will level up, sometimes you will gain the ability to use a summon, sometimes you will gain the ability to use a limit break. But it all depends on what those slots line up for, and which limit break you get depends on which face is lined up, or which summon yeah. you get to use depends on which summon face lines up on the reel so like it's mostly it's kind of sort of random but it's kind of sort of not because the game generates it for you um the level up system is also exclusively through the dmw so the only way to level up is while you're fighting it's seemingly random though it's not entirely random basically what happens is as you're playing you get experience points. You can't see the experience points, and the game tells you this. You get experience points, but you can't see it. What happens is, as you get experience points, and as you fight, the the odds of the DMW landing on 777 to level up get higher gotcha. and higher. 
So the more enemies you fight, the higher your odds are of hitting 777 to level up. And so it will seem like you won't level up for a long time, and then all of a sudden you'll level up like three times in a row. It's because of that. I see. I didn't know that. Um, so yeah, that's the DMW. That's It's supposedly directly linked to Zack's mind. Well, yeah, you play little, like, cutscenes. If you land, like, on a certain character you land on, you've got, like, a cutscene or a memory of some sort with that character. Right. And there's a lot of them with, like, Angeal. There's some with Sephiroth. There's some with Sung. Aerith. With Cisne. With, um, Sung. Sang Sung. Samsung? Samsung. <laughs> Samsung. Um... All right, so that's that's that battle system roughly. Um, obviously, you can attack, you can lock onto enemies, you can pick which one you want to lock onto. Some spells can hit multiple enemies, some can't. Kind of normal stuff. Um, you can then also play missions outside of normal battles through story mode. You can do side missions. You kind of collect them as you play. Some people that you talk to will trigger missions to unlock. Some of them just unlock with um, story progression. Some of them unlock as you finish other missions. So depending on your progress through the game, you can unlock more, more and more missions. And they all kind of vary in like type. There's a lot of them that's just like go from point A to point B, kill the monster, you're done. Some of them are you got to go from point A to point B, but you got to kill every monster I don't, along the way. I don't recall having that one. Really? I felt like basic. They they have, like, some explanation of why you're in where yeah. you are, but most of them it was collect all the treasure chests and find the one actual monster you can physically see, because s- seemingly they are all random. They're not, but they're all random yeah. of encounters. But really, if, if you just shot straight for that end monster, you were done. Most of them were like that. There were a few that had multiple... Well, yeah, multiple, multiple like monsters. monster spots that you would have to hit yeah. along the way. That's that's all I'm referring to. Oh, I see, I see. I apologize. It's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can collect treasures along the way, and every mission has a static set of treasure that you can collect. If you miss one, you can replay that that mission again and find that treasure, but you still have to finish the mission again. Yeah. So you can replay a mission as many times as you'd like. If you like a particular mission and you want to replay it, you just replay it. Um, there's a very specific mission set for Yuffie, um, that kind of gives you a little side story for Yuffie. She kind of is like there as a treasure princess, but she is really, she's only 11 or something. Yeah. So like, she's really young and Zach treats her like a kid and she, I don't know, she kind of goes off and... It, she's following Zack around, trying to get Zack to help her find treasure, and Zack plays along friendly. I uh, did you finish all all of her side stuff? I think so. Yeah, I finished the first one, but I noticed that there was like a second one starting up, but I didn't. Yeah, I think I did. Um, in any case, that's pretty much it for missions. You at the end of each mission, you get rewarded with a specific item or something. Uh, typically, it's like materia or like an accessory. You can then. Sell extra materia if you wish, uh, outside of like fusing it with other materia, you could just sell it for more money. I never had any problems with money, so it didn't really matter yeah. to me. Um, uh, same with accessories, I feel like I had an overabundance of many of my accessories that I could have just sold, but again, I had no problem with money, so it yeah. didn't matter. Um, speaking of money, you can use the money in shops. It's just normal gill, but you get money from defeating monsters or selling stuff. 
Um, but then you can use the gill in shops. Shops can only be accessed after you finish specific missions. So shops will then like add into your shop list. You don't go into a shop necessarily. You just have shops. Yeah. Um, each shop is a little bit different. You can do like, there's different materia shops or item shops or whatever, depending on what you unlock. Um, for me, I like, I went in and I just bought 99 of everything. I, I <laughs> yeah. did. I had so much money that it didn't matter. And then it made the, the ending fight stuff like super easy. Cause it was like, anytime I started running out of MP, it was just like ether, 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 ether done. And then you just spam, you know, flare or whatever you wanted. I don't think I ever bought potions, and at one point, I had to start throwing them away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to a point where, uh, well, obviously, because I bought 999, or 99 yeah, yeah, yeah. of everything, but, like, I was opening bo- treasure boxes, and it's like, you can't carry any more yeah. of these. <laughs> like, oh, well, I guess not. Um, Alright, so then, Zach can also do emails, so he has a phone that he yeah. gets all of his emails through. I assume that's where he also does missions. Somehow he's doing missions while he's like yeah, for cloud. And time. you get more missions as you go I too. Know, it's yeah, like it makes no sense. you're you're a fugitive at this point, <laughs> and yet you're but still you, doing missions. It's like work being like, I realize you're dead, but could you still come in for this extra shift? <laughs> right. Um. So. You get email while you're playing the game. You'll get email from different people that you meet along the way. Um, not just main characters, not just side characters, but also NPCs. Like, random NPCs, too, will send you email. Like, the, like, um, Genesis fan club will oh, yeah, send you email. Weird. <laughs> they give you missions, too. Oh, do they? Yeah, I think that that's the whole reason why I, they're even they there. They probably did. I don't really remember a whole lot. Um... I don't think I read them. Some <laughs> I think that's part of it. Some of the some of the emails are kind of fun, like um, Tifa. Yeah. While you're in uh, Nibelheim, she like will send you emails, and like one of them specifically, she's <laughs> like, "Hey, is there anyone that you know of with like spiky blonde hair?" Um, you know, just curious. And then like two minutes later, it's like. Hey, yeah, uh, I sent you that email. Just like, never mind. <laughs> and <laughs> we've then, all sent those messages. And then before. there's sometimes where like you'll, <laughs> there was one where I, you're in you're in Nibelheim again, and you wake up and Cloud's like hanging out, and you talk to Cloud, and he's like, ah, I just I just need to rest a little longer, and then you walk outside and you get this email from oh, Cloud. Oh, I know. <laughs> it wasn't even outside. You're talking to him. You walk out of the room, and he sends you that email. <laughs> I'm like, Cloud, I'm right there. He, like, invites you out to dinner. Yeah, that's right. And you're, like, walking out. He's like, hey, I didn't want to tell you in person, yeah. so I wrote this really quick. Do you want to go have dinner with my mom? <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm sad that you didn't ever see I his know. mom. I wanted to do that. I wanted to do that so bad. <laughs> Instead, you gotta rescue a random NPC's mom. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, that's the email system. Um, there's a few mini games that you can play along the way too. Um, there's the like stupid sniper mini game, which honestly was probably the worst mini game out of all of them. There's that like cloud getting stolen mini game <laughs> where like you couldn't. Is that even a mini game? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't let Cloud get so far away. Don't let him get kidnapped. Get kidnapped. <laughs> yeah. Why is it so funny? I don't know. It's just so silly. <laughs> like, don't let Cloud don't get kidnapped. 
we're in a goofy mood apparently anyway um there's the treasure chest pickup thing that is yeah that was dumb so yeah, sorry like waterfall the treasure chests oh, are coming no, that down one. yeah that was weird they're i guess because you're getting ready to fight the unboss they're like here's some extra crap yeah, i don't know it was really <laughs> dumb um, there's some materia pickup that is in the slums where you talk to one of the, the shop NPC guys and he's like, Oh, my trailer lost a bunch of materia. Can you go around and pick them up? So then you just like got to pick them up as fast as you can. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I got the best score and he like gave you like 80 gil. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. Um, and then you you have to count the stupid kids too. Yeah, I mean you you don't have to do any of these. They ask you if you want to do it. Most of the time you just say no. But like I did it just because it was available, and I'm like, oh, maybe it's fun. It None of not. them were. Fun. Yeah, I don't think any of them were fun. And yeah, that's it for gameplay. I mean, that's it for um, game mechanics. What did you think about gameplay? I actually, as far as the battle system was concerned, at first it, I was it was awkward, but once I got a hang of it, I actually was enjoying myself. Use well, once I got used to like what was what I had wear equipped. Yeah. Um. What were your main equipment setups? Um. If you remember, did you always change really, them? Yeah, I, I kind of changed it around. Kind of. I always had triangle as my healing materia because triangle was also your using an item button so i didn't want to like mix up using an item with using like fire or something so i always had triangle as like my healing materia i was so, worried about that too but i don't think i very seldomly did i ever mix them up oh really so. when i first started up the game i was having trouble with like dodge rolling and yeah. using items and stuff so like i had to change my button mapping around a little bit so that i wasn't accidentally oh, I using items which is probably why i think natively or like by default circle is your use item and i was using circle all the time so i'm like constantly throwing yeah. potions at myself so yeah I, I switched it to triangle which is why i said that so in any case yeah triangle was my Heal. healing materia um square which is your normal attack if you're not using materia so i set that as my like command command material what which, were you using um usually like the blizzard oh the, like the blizzard blade or something like yeah, that. yeah yeah one of the blades yeah, yeah. i would i would rotate it out depending on the enemies that were in the area like sometimes i noticed that like oh yeah fire's doing really good let's change it to fire whatever it was what what were they called the blades yeah was I, it just i think so it was like blizzard blade and oh yeah blizzard okay. yeah it's like that so yeah i was using those and it was almost always either lightning or blizzard most of the time i rarely use fire and then I tried to like keep it leveled up, so I was using like yeah, fire uh, blade or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then the other two, I just kind of mixed and matched between whatever I wanted to level up. And then the like trigger buttons that you can attach materia to, uh, those were always like um, the purple ones, yeah, so, like stat boost ones. Yeah. So I always used like HP up. I had my HP up towards the end of the game. <laughs> I. It was kind of dumb because I kind of went above and beyond what I needed to. But I used HP up and I had like 500% no, HP up. On one of your materials. <laughs> one of my materials. And I'm like, well, I'll just use HP up then. And it was like HP up plus or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, 500% HP boost. I'm like, well, this is instant 999. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't matter to I me. I never used the purple ones. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Um, mostly I had, I don't know the mapping 100%, but I had fire and blizzard for sure. Thunder, which you use thunder a lot. I would have to like re-equip it, especially around like heavily used uh, animatronic sure, weakness, yeah. you know. Um, but mostly it was fire and blizzard. I had, um, regen, cure, or cure, you know, all the cures. And then I used Deathblade. Deathblade was, wow amazing it's funny because i remember Deathblade when i played it the first time through i remember it being really good and i never used it not once this time through oh man <laughs> it made it so easy because almost all of like the humans that you fought instant i mean even some of the a lot of the monsters like, you learn which ones are going to die by the death sure. blade but death 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 and it made it so much quicker Huh. So much quicker to just... I would go in there, I'd swing it once, and they would be dead before I even got the second hit in. Because well, it was a two-attack. That's how thing. I was with Thunder. Oh, yeah? Like, I was using, um, like, Thunderga, and, like, I if I lined them up just right, like, right... As soon as I watched them drop, I would kind of survey where I need to be, and I would yeah. just move into that position where they're lined up, and I would fire it at them. And it, it's just, like, one bolt, but it goes through whoever is in that path. So if it oh, hits I them see. both, they're just, like, both gone. Fire was kind of like that, because it would throw, like, two or three yeah, fireball yeah. fireballs out, but, like, not quite as good as Thunder was. So, like, I was always using Thunder on just about everything, and I was just, like, one-hit killing everything. I like but I also used HP up on one trigger, but I used Magic up on the other trigger, and I had Magic up up to, like, it was, like, 70 points or something like that. Like, ridiculous. So my Magic was, like, primarily used. I really didn't have a whole lot of problems like running out of AP and MP and stuff, but my MP was pretty bad. My uh, the death blow sword it would eliminate everyone in the vicinity of you, so it'd be nice if you had a whole bunch of monsters like up on your grill. Yeah, <laughs> and it would be nice to even just to push them away. That reminds me, um, one of the missions was for the hundred. Oh Shinra soldiers. So yeah, I did that. The so death blade was probably really good then. It was a, it was really the the saving grace of that. So yeah, you have to fight like I think fifty at first of just a bunch of regular soldier guys, and yeah, they would just eliminate. With yeah, the it's death like blade. fifty, a hundred, two hundred, and then you said a thousand a after that. Thousand, and it took me forever. <laughs> it took me forever. I was in. The, I thought I was gonna beat the game that night, but I was like, I'll do a few missions before I do this. I did that mission and then I went to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I can't, my eyes were all like bloodshot oh, and all that. Yeah, uh, It took a long time and they kind of got a little harder by the thousand. I think that was the last one. I'm not ever sure, but I think it was the last um, one. How did you do with the final fight? It was easy. Yeah. I thought it was so too. too easy. What level were you? Uh, I think I hit like level 41, maybe 42. I, but it was, it was definitely past 40, but not by a whole lot. When I finished the game, I was level 48. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, I did... I didn't do a whole lot. Of, I mean, I feel like I did more missions than I did in my last yeah. playthrough. But um, I just kind of was doing missions as, like, a little side thing. Like, so I was playing with Lori. Mm -hmm. We were watching. She was watching with me yeah. just to get the story. But she wasn't always sitting next to me the whole time. So instead of continuing on with the story, I would do a just few missions. missions. So it was nice and easy to just sit and like do a few missions. And I liked that aspect of this yeah. game a lot too. But yeah, so I would just sit and do a few missions. And then she'd come back and I'd be like, all right, let's continue yeah. on. I think I even texted you this because we were talking a few times when we both were playing at the same time. I remember saying... 
I, I sometimes I'm doing the missions just to make it feel like this game's lasting longer because yeah. otherwise I would have been done really early. Like yeah, it really too. is not a long game. Well, and that's like the only way to really level up too is yeah. by doing the missions because you you level up while you're playing the main game too, but not very well. Yeah. So like you can easily get way overpowered by just yeah. doing a bunch of missions. The missions do have like a star rating, so like the easy ones are like one star, two stars, so yeah. on. And once you start getting to the higher stars, they start getting harder and harder. If you're not at an appropriate level and you go into a hard mission, it's like way yeah. too hard. <laughs> so yeah, it, it lets you. B- Luckily, it's easy easy to just like abandon the mission and go to something a little bit easier. And like, okay, six stars a little too hard for me right now. Let's do some more four or five stars, and then we'll move uh-huh. on. One of the missions you do, you actually go to Costa del Sol. Mm-hmm, yeah. Did you do any of those? Uh, I did. I think I did most of them. Yeah. Did you get up to the behemoth? Yeah. Okay. So you you had told me you have, you end up fighting a different behemoth later in the game, and yeah, you king, t- behemoth king or something. So like that. the behemoth that I fought in the the mission series, I was having a horrible time, and I pulled out Odin, and it just eliminated him completely. Gone. I was like, oh my gosh. Yes. Thank I, goodness. You ended up texting me about this other behemoth. And you're like, I was, thank goodness I pulled out Odin because it just eliminated him. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That is so weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the behemoth king that's in, like, Fang something. Something Fang. Oh, I thought it was... Uh, it, was in, it was in the jail cell yeah, that it, is down in um that town. The uh, Benora, right? Benora, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like so, the end dungeon. Yeah, basically. yeah. There's a king behemoth that's down there that is completely optional. So I found out. I was going through that whole jail cell trying to find more of the goddess material. Yeah. Couldn't find it in the it jail in the cell because it wasn't. Yeah, it was in the lake. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, I cleared all that, and the king behemoth is at the end of that, and you get flair as a prize for fighting the king behemoth. But the king behemoth has um regen on, and. Regen was healing like 7,000 every like second. So like even doing 999 every single attack, I still could barely get his health down. Like he would run out of regen. I would get him like down like maybe another quarter and then he would cast it again. This is the problem. I couldn't keep up. I had the same problem with the the behemoth on the the mission. This one I had no problem with. Completely eliminated. Oh, really? Yeah, it was super easy. So anyway, yeah, like, he, I was, like, slowly, ever so slowly whittling away his HP. And then I got Odin. And Odin, and I'm, I got Odin, and I'm like, well, Uh, this is a lot. This is pointless. It's not going to do anything. Okay, so backstory on Odin for Final Fantasy VII, but a lot of other Final Fantasies, too. When you summon Odin, typically he does that Zerzinskin or whatever, yeah. the, the like slash attack. Yeah. And the slash attack is instant death. Typically in most games, most Final Fantasy games, that instant death is only like relevant to like normal monsters. Enemies. Yeah. And doesn't affect bosses. So when Odin shows up while I'm fighting this You're king like, behemoth what a boss, waste of a summon, <laughs> and then he dies, and I'm like, oh, what? Yes. <laughs> yes, I was completely blown away that Odin did did that. I so. just, it, I thought that was so funny that you'd done it on a completely different behemoth too. Yeah. It just was like, what are the odds? It was really funny. It was. 
I'm wondering if Odin gets a higher chance Maybe. of summoning just because of that. Like, because they know the game knows, but I, I just find it weird that they even give that as an option. Like, yeah. it, I don't know. It's mind-blowing. It was me. nice, though. Yeah, I appreciated I it. Yeah, me I too. have to say, though, I was so excited to get Flare, and I used it. It takes forever to cast. It does, I yeah. unequipped it. Yeah. I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> It, it takes forever to cast, um, but it does like nine 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 to every single enemy, um, in in the battles er, arena. So like the final fight, it was kind of nice to use flare, just because like I could spam flare way back in the back of the, the yeah. room. So like he would do his move, and like the three guys would show up, and then I'd use flare, and it would kill all those three guys plus it would hurt him and then i use flare again and then i would heal up with some ethers and i'd use flare again and again and again ether easy ether, ether flare 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 even without using flare that battle was so easy oh yeah no, it, it was so easy. easy actually the game really was not that hard no and i was, we were playing on normal but it was not that hard no, no i i didn't have any problems with the game i could have probably played it on hard I, I wonder typically when we play these games we play them on normal mode to see what the developers intended us yeah. to experience the game so that's why like playing it on normal mode is always a default yeah when i play yeah so you know that's why but yeah i totally could have played it on hard without really any problem it might have been a little more challenging but i didn't have any problems with it um so, uh, did you hug the walls a lot? I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my whole gameplay, I'm, like, hugging the wall as I, I'm, like, running against so, the wall. So the explain whole why. Because the enemies are programmed, you're, you encounter the enemies in, like, the middle of the rooms and stuff, but if you walk along the walls, you don't trigger the, the enemies. You're less spawn, likely, yeah. anyway. And I hugged them walls. Yeah, I did it took too. me forever to get around the maps, but I, <laughs> uh, it's, it was still quicker than. Well, especially when like you're sufficiently level, especially in missions, mm -hmm. or if you're going back, like if you go back into a room, you're gonna hit those those enemies yep. again. And sometimes you would start off at one point, you'd walk back to make sure there's no treasures behind uh, you. You'd walk, walk back to your where your starting point. You'd run into enemies. It's like why? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I I was wall walking a lot just because of that. I mean, it was so much easier to try and avoid the random encounters while you're hugging the walls. You still would run into them yeah. occasionally, but not nearly as much. What were the hardest enemies that you hated? Um, probably those tank, the the tiny oh yeah, the little tiny short little tank robot things. Those are annoying. I had a hard time with the gargoyles because they would cast death on me. Oh, really? I've never had any problems with death. Um, oh, I did a few times. I mean, I should have, I could have equipped my stuff, but I was like, how many enemies am I honestly going to run into? And then apparently it was a lot. Um, but the, uh, I forget what they're called. The, like, ostrich guys. Oh, yeah. They would, like, stun me and, like, just beat the crap out of me and gang <laughs> up on me. I'd have to, like, cast fire from afar. <laughs> did you have any game overs? I think I did. Um, most of the time it's because I was doing something stupid. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yep. It wasn't, there really was no issue of hardness. It was just like the circumstances lined against me and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah. I had was... a few boss fights where I struggled a little bit and then it, it would just give you a chance to retry the fight yeah. and I would just retry the fight and I'd be fine the second I time. I mean, right. I died mostly to regular enemies. Yeah, me too. <laughs> it really was... It, until until towards the end of the game, where for some reason I was like way overpowered. I don't know if it's like yeah. you gotta build up to that, 
or I wasn't doing missions. Like, in the beginning of the game, I wasn't doing any missions. I was just playing the game. But then, like, mid-game, I'm like, mission crazy. Because I saw yeah. the end of the game coming. Like, <laughs> no, the, must, light, is, the light is last. at the end of the, ton- <laughs> the tunnel, and I'm not done. Make um, this game last as long as it yeah, can. Yeah, I noticed that, And that, that says a lot for a gameplay. When, like, I'm... I want to play the game more because the gameplay is so much fun. However, isn't it funny that yet you still try and avoid the random encounters? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I I don't know. Sometimes it is satisfying, but like it gets or sometimes you just want to get the missions cleared out too, I, I think, think. For me, the missions were so easy, the enemies were so easy in the missions that it was almost a waste of time to even yeah. fight the enemies. They're the random encounter ones. So for that reason alone, it made more sense to just avoid fights. But yeah. like during the story mode stuff, everything was pretty well leveled. Yeah. You know, I was pretty evenly leveled, if not a little overpowered. But like I would go into a fight and I'd be like, yeah, let's just knock these guys out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked all the recall stuff to the old games too. So like some of the enemies yeah. were recalls to the original are, Final Fantasy Seven. The little like I don't know what they are, the little they're in the end dungeon, the like Big egg guys. They're flying egg guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Grand Galahlan. Grand Galahlan. That's what they um, are. And they, they, they're they like the um, babushkas. They yeah, open yeah, up yeah, yeah. to different... Yeah. Um, I, I like that. But I, the, the ostrich guys, especially, they were a good the, callback to I mean, the, a lot of them. A lot of them. Yeah. I mean, you got the little grass guys that pumpkins. were in there. The pumpkins. The, yeah. Um, the claw, death claw. I was sad. Well, the scorpion too, but I was sad. Yeah. The uh, the guy from the chandelier. Yeah, he wasn't in that. The chandelier. That would have been the, a perfect boss. The guy that was like swinging with like the the blade. Yeah, that would have been a perfect boss. Like it made sense that that weird stuff will be in the Shinra man. I know. Yeah, right, yeah. Sad missed opportunity. Did missed you boss. open the safe? Yeah, I did. What'd you get? Or oh, uh, I guess it was just Cactar that came. Yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. But I, what did you have to do with Cactar? I think it was just another uh, summon. Yeah, but he didn't get added oh, to my... Oh, no, he was a... Uh, so the kid up front, he talks about the wonders of the oh, Nibelheim. Yeah, that's right. He wants to know what's making the sound in the Shinra building, and oh, it's the Cactar. Oh, gotcha. See, I skipped that. Yes. <laughs> I did, I did like, two of them. Or no, I did one of them. I did the, the first one, and then he wanted to know about the ghost girl in the picture. And, like, I saw the ghost girl in the picture, and then I went back and she was gone, and then I went back to report, and he's just like, so what'd you find out? And then expected me to go and do more. And I'm like, well, I yeah, don't know, I, but to I want to move on. You so. needed to go back in there and uh, look at it again, and then it, uh, was, see. it was stupid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Honestly, I, all of it was kind of dumb. I, I, didn't, I didn't do those. Um, I would have, I, I think I would have liked to have done more of those. There was also the, like, little side quest thing, um, the Wu-Tai. Um, oh, the, like, the guys. Yeah, yeah, the the eh. Wu Tai the Wu Tai um, imposters or whatever. That they oh were yeah, I jacked in, in up. I messed up and I ratted out one of the re- the fake reporter and you weren't supposed to and I did and I messed it up. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't. I don't know why. I just was like, yeah, I'll rat him out. <laughs> I'm a snitch, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I. Didn't, I followed the rules. I didn't, I didn't do all of them. I only did like the first two, and then I didn't oh, know where the I other see. one was, and I just gave. Yeah, up I up. did all of them, but I think I did all. I don't know. I think I did most of them. So, yeah. 
So, anything else for no, uh, gameplay? I don't think so. There was a lot of good good points. Yeah, there gameplay. was a lot. It was satisfying I mean, to play. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, it, it very much is. And I can see how, you know, being on the PSP, having this be a mobile game is kind of nice because there is well, a lot of this like sure, mission stuff. You and, can still for sure tell, though, that this was designed as a mobile game. Oh, yeah. But honestly, it didn't really hinder anything. You could just tell that that's the original design. Yeah, and I feel like when I played Type-0, it was very similar. Like, you can tell that it was designed for the PSP, but, like, the graphics were so much better yeah. and, like, the gameplay was still solid, so, like, it was fine. And this this was very, very similar to that, where it was, like, ported one-to-one mm-hmm. almost, and then, like, they upscaled the graphics, made it look really good and clean, and, like, the gameplay's still solid, even though you can tell, like, reused assets are all over the place. Makes sense when you're considering on a PSP, yeah. they had to scale it down as small yeah. as they could. But, yeah, it was still very, very solid. Loved it. So, yeah, 10 out of 10 for 10 gameplay. out of 10, yep. Music. Activating combat mode. <laughs> yes a thousand times conflict uh, resolved <laughs> i i loved everything about the music the sound I did effects too. the music was fantastic the music it hit right it, it did. hit right <laughs> and i felt like uh, so i would just listen to the soundtrack mm-hmm. and i feel like the only downfall and i didn't knock this because the music was amazing let's be honest I felt like that the music didn't get enough time to hit the way it hits in some of these scenes. Like, oh, I see. It, so, like, at, when you're listening to, like, the soundtrack outside of the game, the music could be so much better yes. in the game. It's so dramatic and really impactful. And then, like, there was, like, one of the songs only plays at, like, one scene or something, and it doesn't even do it justice to how amazing and emotional it is. But the whole soundtrack, honestly, is like that. And if it's not like that, it's just in your head. Yeah. <laughs> just running around with that. It'll be in my head for a while now. Yep. Just playing nonstop, rent-free. I I really enjoyed the like rock style to mm-hmm. all the music. Like it definitely is heavier than like the original Final Fantasy VII game is. But, but like still, it still has right. elements of that. Like you can still hear like Aerith's song is that 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 cha- that um, melody is yeah. still in there, but like it's just mixed enough to make it a new song. Like it's the melody's still there, but like it's it's so different that it's still a new song. So like yeah. it's it's not just a remix; it's like its own entity. Just like it's got elements of the originals in there. Yeah, and that's what made this so nice. The only thing I wish that was in here was the Genova theme. I realize Genova doesn't really make that much of an appearance in crisis core, but like I would have really, I love that song with every fiber of my being. Yeah, I know. And I would love to have heard, um, a crisis core version of that. Like how hard would it have been to like, had it kind of eerily in there when you're in the, the, reactor something yeah something i i was by the not to go back really quick i just mm-hmm. i was a little sad that you didn't actually get to see her head Sephiroth's holding it. i'm like looking specifically <laughs> in the corner of the screen i'm like where is it i want to see her head, see the head. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah yeah there's really not a whole lot written down it was the easiest 10 i've ever written out it was like yeah if, if anything's getting a 10 it's music i think that was the first 10 that i wrote yeah. down like i i was going through my scores and i'm like music I literally typed out amazing music, 10 out of 10. And that was it. Like, I didn't even I write anything. It was just 10 out of 10. 10. Was, there's really not much 
there's almost too much to say. Like we could go through every song and be like, this is amazing. Let's, this is amazing. Uh, let's talk about voice acting. Um, I thought that the voice acting was done really well. I didn't like Zach's voice. Oh, really? Yeah, he was a little I, too like uh, nasally, whiny sounding. I kind of felt that way at the beginning, I think. I, there was something that I didn't quite like about it, but I think it grew on me. Yeah, it did for me, yeah. too. Like, it got it didn't more really comfortable towards the end. But yeah, at the beginning, he was really kind of annoying. And in fact, like, when we first started up the game, Lori was like, I don't know if I can do his voice. So I'm like, it'll be yeah. fine. Just bear with me. Like, the story's so good. Like, <laughs> I mean, just bear with me. Genesis. Yeah, I know. Genesis. He's so, dr- he's so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I did not I, again it goes back to story. I didn't like that stuff. I didn't I didn't really didn't like Genesis period. Yeah, I didn't either. He just I felt like they could have done it better. They just And Jill's theme song is awesome. They're all awesome. They had no fair. But <laughs> I really liked Angel's theme song. Yeah. Um but yeah, I yeah, Genesis's voice. I mean, not that their voice actor did wrong, just like them as a character was annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily. Yeah. Uh, the only I I wrote it down again for graphics, but the you couldn't hear the stupid footsteps in the water. <laughs> Drove me nuts. I was sitting there. I was like, I'm nine out of ten. <laughs> I, you can clearly see I'm walking on water. There's no splashing. There's no nothing. It's just ah. I've been spoiled on new new stuff, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is way more like story than it is <laughs> music. Okay, but Sephiroth, I really liked Sephiroth in this game. Yeah, I liked that he wasn't just pure evil. Well, it makes that sense. You kind of got a chance to get to know him. You kind of got a chance to understand like his his thought processes as he's learning about like Genesis and like the Genova cell project well, stuff. It's so important because in the original game, he's regarded as a hero, right? Yeah. Like that is so and important. It's so cool to see that as it's developing because yeah. you get to, he he's known as this hero from like the war and the war shows him as this hero where, like, Zack is a nobody during that. Yeah. So, like, Zack doesn't get any attention. Yep. But, like, Sephiroth is seen as this hero, and, like, he's regarded as this hero amongst everybody in the Shinra building, too. So, like, as you get to know Sephiroth, and he kind of, after Angeal leaves and Genesis is gone, Sephiroth even, even takes Zack under his own yeah. wing and is, you know, mentoring him to some degree. I, I, I couldn't resist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. His own wing. <laughs> his oh one wing. Gosh. The only one he has. <laughs> yeah. Um, they did Sephiroth justice and mm. it felt more impactful when he was mean mugging you in the fire. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Like it, Adds he, more because, like in the original game, when he sets the place on fire, it, you understand why. But there's something about experiencing it in Crisis Core with the graphics, unseeing this all unfold, and watching him coming to this realization of, "Oh my gosh, my who I am is not who I thought I was at all." Like you know, it's more impactful, and it just adds more of a yeah. I can see he's mad. He's pissed. He's, he's oh well. It's not. It's not just that, but he's also like he's crazy. His mind is breaking. Yeah, because like, who is he if he's not? the person he's been raised to be. So like to see that unfold really is more meaningful to his character backstory well, than it, 
anything it, that Final Fantasy VII original he, story did. He is not really super important to the story, but it adds so much more importance to the next game. And right. it adds... I li- That's what I liked about this game. It it gave that extra spice to make the rest of it equally is just as important. And right. it adds that extra that just, it, it was impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Ooh, <laughs> goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I think so I'm sure somebody can correct me, but I'm pretty sure that they added more voice acting to this game from the original. So the original couldn't do that much voice acting because it was on the small oh, okay. platform. But in the remake, in the reunion edition, they added all the voice acting for all the cutscenes. So Sephiroth had way more lines, and I liked Sephiroth's voice. Like I liked how very serious he was, but like not too serious. Like he had, like there was seemingly a person. There was that cutscene where he was kind of remembering that time in uh the training room yeah he's like you know that that night after everybody left and they all the three of them snuck in to do went into the training yeah. room and they they fought together and like that there was a lot about that scene that just I yeah don't know, it, it wasn't even all that impactful to any of the well, story but it just felt good it <laughs> added to his character mm-hmm. to what you otherwise knew as bad guy yeah he's not just bad yeah, yeah he's not just bad guy he is well, you know, got more to and him. And this than is just some bad of the guy. issues I have with some of the earlier Final Fantasy games. Sometimes the 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 bad guy was just a bad guy. Mm-hmm. Just wanted to end the world. Where what makes a bad guy interesting and really an awesome bad guy is why they became a bad guy. Like yeah. what what was the the main point of which turned them around and stuff. And like in some ways, especially with Sephiroth's story. Like yeah no, I That's think I tragic. might be a bad guy too. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. yeah no, he it's it's deserved. Yeah, yeah. I, I would it. go crazy too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. All right, so um, overall thoughts: ten out of ten. Me too. Yeah, I, I really fully fully enjoyed this game. I um, can't believe I hadn't replayed it up until this point. Yeah, yeah, for and sure. I think it was just one of those things that. Because it was on the PSP, it's a little more of a hardship to try and replay it because it is on a PSP. It's this yeah. older system. Like, yeah, I have a PSP. Gotta it's dig it out of the yeah, well, closet. Well, also and charge it. <laughs> not to mention my PSP is like broken now. It's uh, not, but the screen is like starting to decay. Uh, so I have to replace my screen. Like, yeah. So in any case, having it on newer systems, spot on. Um, I will say, though, that I played this originally on the Switch. No bueno. Yeah, I remember you saying that. That's too bad. So, don't get me wrong. If you have a Switch and you only have a Switch, there's nothing wrong with playing it the Switch version. It's playable. It's just not ideal. Um, The Switch version's graphics are a little bit worse. They're not quite as clean and quite as sharp. Also, the cutscenes tend to, like, skip and freeze. I don't know what's up with that. But that needs fixed. <laughs> that was severe for me. Um, also, I, being a PlayStation guy, like I specifically know like X equals confirm, yeah. circle equals cancel. In the Switch, those button spots yep. are reversed. So like A is in the circle spot and A is confirmed. So like my brain has such a hard time flipping that 
and getting around, you know, confirm and cancel. So yeah. like that was hard also. So like I started up the Switch version because that's a I have it. So I fired it up and I was playing for like a couple minutes and I'm like, I can't I can't, I can't do, do this. this. So we immediately went out and dropped another like fifty bucks uh, on the PS5 version. It's so worth whatever. it. It was worth it, yeah. It yeah, was beautiful. This was really I I'm so glad that they redid this because I would replay this again in the future. Yeah, in the for near sure. future. Well, yeah. And what's cool about this is it has new game plus. I don't know yeah, if the original yeah. did, but like your levels stay with you, your material stays with, stays with you. With so you. a lot of that stays it just makes the gameplay easier and then you have a chance to redo some of these missions that you may have missed or the first time. Just through. be able to enjoy the story. And I like Agreed. that. I would yeah. like to just enjoy the story instead of worrying about crap. Yeah. So, having to keep yeah. leveled up and you just plow through the story, maybe pick up on exactly what the heck Loveless is all about. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about that at all in this whole podcast. So, like, Genesis is, like, obsessed with Loveless. Loveless is this, like, play... Well, it was a poem. Po- it was a poem that eventually got turned into a play. Yeah, yeah. And you see the... Actually, in the original game, you see the Loveless sign. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah, yep. Um, well, and um, Sid talks about Loveless quite a right. bit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it eventually gets turned into a play, but like, it yeah, it's just this big. I, you actually are supposed to read the poem when you're doing the final dungeon, and yeah. it's just it, it's eh. it, they use like proper English and like you know big words that are hard to understand <laughs> well, for us little pea not brains. Not only that, but it's supposed to be like what do you, even Zach's like. I don't understand what you're talking about, it's, and like yeah. you're you're not you're the. The point is you're not supposed to understand exactly what it's talking about, what who the goddess is, or what the gift is. And I, truthfully, I see it's what they were doing. It's very metaphorical. It was just, I didn't care enough. And yeah. I already didn't care for Genesis or that kind of, like, storyline, I guess. Yeah. It, which is funny, because, like, I love the story, but that part of the story I didn't like, which was the main core of the story. I know. But again, I know. like, I, I was telling my husband, like... It's hard to say that I didn't like that because it seemed overboard, but they're already... De- like, in the original game, you're already dealing with, like, human modification. But it was I, more science fiction-y, where this just was absurdity. Like, it just was stupid. I think that the original Final Fantasy VII didn't play on that, like, monstrous one-wing angel thing until the very yeah. end. Where Sephiroth is at his peak, like, craziness, and, like, his monster self well, is coming to full The thing fruition. is, though, the monsters that you see in the pods in uh, Nibelheim, that was fine to me. These grotesque, you know, it makes sense. They're, they're, they're dealing, you know, they're, they're genetically altering these people. But the wing thing and, like, the cloning and, like, it just, it was kind of just absurd to me. Like, yeah. Which is hard to say, considering, like, that's what they're dealing with in general. But, like, I I feel like almost if they looked more monsterish, more grotesque, as opposed to with the wing, I would have felt better about it. Maybe. Agreed, yeah. Like, yep. it just was weird. Yep. It, it didn't make sense to me. And, yeah, the fact that they can fly with one wing is absurd. Made no sense. <laughs> Where they were putting it is beyond me. Because I know, for one, for one, he put that wing away. <laughs> Where did it go? I don't understand. He just cuts it off well, and then oh, it grows back later. I didn't say this either, but I need to mention it. I didn't understand why their clothes were degrading as well. I thought that too. I'm like, why are their jackets doing this? It's like, but yet their skin looked fine. <laughs> like, 
it's it's really just like their clothes are made out of stone and the stone is like starting to like break yeah but that's them degrading it made no sense it was weird it it made no sense well also did you notice that like director lazard his like degraded like form he looked like really boxy well, Angela was kind of boxy. Well, I guess, but like his clothes were really like what boxy. What bothers me the most is that they're not necess- are they necessarily cloning them? They're just altering them. I don't even know. It anymore. just I don't know. <laughs> I I feel like that this could have been done a little different and it would have been better. But yeah, it, it is what it is. It's still an amazing story. It's just sometimes it's very cringe. <laughs> You're just like ah, that's well, dumb. And that's why <laughs> out of all these scores, I gave story an eight. Yeah, like everything else is a ten, and I gave story yeah. an eight, which gives my score a forty-eight out of fifty. I'm a forty-seven out of 50. forty-seven. So that gives us a nine point. Uh, five out of ten, which is still amazing. I mean, that's not bad by any means, but yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I still really enjoy the game. Yeah, and absolutely. If, if you haven't played it for some weird reason and you made it this far, what are you doing, man? Like, go play the game. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. I, I don't know. I had I, a lot of fun. What's funny is up until this point, or not this point, excuse me, we had to play, we knew we were playing this, and I had this game since last year, Yeah. and I, for some reason, could not get myself to get up and play it. I just didn't want to. And the second I picked it up, it was like, yes, I want <laughs> to play this more. Yeah. And I would sit for long sessions, and I mean, at one point, I kind of didn't feel good one night, and I still wanted to keep playing. <laughs> I was like, I need to go to bed. I went to bed at like two in the morning. Yep. <laughs> it was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's been a while since I've wanted to play a game like that, and yeah. it's it's been nice. It really has. Yeah, absolutely. Ten out of ten. Well. Overall. Overall, excuse me, <laughs> for the record. <laughs> yeah, no. So, so yeah, that gives my final score of four forty-eight, and you said that yours 47. is a forty-seven. So that's a, a nine point five. I uh, for our total score, it's really good. Um, I definitely suggest this game if you haven't played it. Like I said already. Do it. Um, our next game is going to be um, Horizon uh, Burning Shores. Okay. Um, so that's the DLC for Horizon Forbidden West. That's going to be our next podcast episode. Um, but like Final Fantasy 16 is right around the corner. I am still not excited, yeah. but, but it's coming. They released some more stuff, I guess, I did. but I didn't watch I it. Did, I did see it. Um, it. It's looking a little bit better. It's It still has that like over-the-top epic vibe to it that I'm dreading. Yeah. But... We'll see. I'm, I mean, obviously, we're still going to play it. We're huge Final Fantasy fans. Yep. I'm still going to play the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't want to get ourselves roped into anything too big. So playing something like um, Burning Shores, which is just DLC, it's like a 10, 15 hour DLC section. So like, we're going to play, me and Lori are going to play that all the way through. Um, I We're playing it separately, so like, we'll have oh, different yeah. experiences and everything, but... Um, yeah, so we'll we'll be po- talking about that on the next podcast episode. Final Fantasy 16 is coming out in June, but I, we're not going to have it done by June, so we'll probably fill that with something short and sweet too. So there's a couple things that we're looking at. We really want to uh, do an episode on Beat Saber. 
which actually is already recorded. Uh, oh. It's just kind of a filler thing for when we need it. But um, also, um, there's a couple other games that are short and sweet that we can fill in too. So it just yep. depends on what, what mood we're in for when Final Fantasy 16 comes out. It's like, I want to have... I want to have my schedule cleared for 16 because yeah, yeah, I'm just going to want to dig in. So well, I'm hopefully. setting, I'm trying to set the stage for that, like clear our schedule for 16 yeah. to come out. So that's the plan. So guys, thank you all so much for hanging out and listening to this podcast episode. I hope you had a good time and we will see you guys on the next one. Bye.